Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Bill O'Reilly here. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Coming up next, the news with Mike Slater. Thank you, Bill. It's Wednesday, January 31st, 2024. Here's what's happening today in America. Immigration bill dead. Trump on the ballot. IBM back to work. And Harvard loses a donor. It's all coming up. Then Bill's going to be here with your message of the day. But first, Speaker Mike Johnson says the Senate immigration bill is dead. It has no way forward. That lamestream, of course, is blaming Trump for this. This is great. The propaganda spin here is that Biden really wants to protect the border. But Trump is sabotaging the effort so that the border stays open and Biden looks bad. It's a beautiful attempt from the left. Total lie, of course. Who could possibly believe that six million illegal immigrants later, Joe Biden actually deep down really does want to protect the border. If only it weren't for those dastardly Republicans. When Speaker Johnson was asked if Trump is the one who tanked this bill, Speaker Johnson said, no, that's absurd. Speaking of Donald Trump, the Illinois State Board of Elections voted unanimously to allow Donald Trump on the ballot. They decided that they do not have jurisdiction to adjudicate a dispute involving the 14th Amendment. They said this isn't our responsibility to figure out if Trump engaged in an insurrection or not. Worth noting here, the amendment in question, the 14th Amendment, Section 3, it says no person shall be a senator, representative, or elector of president and vice president or hold any office, civil or military, under the United States if engaged in an insurrection. People are focusing on the if engaged in an insurrection part and debating whether or not Trump engaged in one. But how about the opening line? It doesn't say the word president. The people who drafted this amendment originally listed president as one of the positions you couldn't hold if you engaged in the Civil War, but they took it out. They concluded that if the people of the entire country wanted someone who was in the Civil War to be president one day, then that should be up to the people. IBM has told their executives and managers that you have to come back to the office or find a new job. You have to show up at the office at least three days a week, and any remote workers living more than 50 miles from the office have to move closer to the office, which is a bit tricky because IBM has closed a lot of offices since COVID, so a lot of people are going to have to move somewhere to get closer to one of those existing offices. And they say anyone who does not comply will have to, quote, separate from IBM, the new PC term for getting fired, I guess. IBM also says they plan to use artificial intelligence in the next five years to replace 7,800 jobs. Hedge fund billionaire Ken Griffin has donated over $500 million to Harvard and says he will stop all donations because Harvard produces, quote, 
whiny snowflakes. Quote, until Harvard makes it very clear that they're going to resume their role as educators of young American men and women to be leaders, I'm not interested in supporting the institution. Be very careful sending your kids to any of these schools. I'm Mike Slater, Bill O'Reilly, with your message of the day. Next. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. On this Wednesday, as the presidential election of 2024 begins to unfold, America finds itself in a bad place. Yes, political leadership is dubious, but it is a profound lack of trust that is truly eroding the strength of this country. Let me speak for myself, a journalist historian, who understands both the nobility and the flaws of our society. Dishonesty is rampant. Perjury is routine in court cases, so much so, it is almost never confronted. Why bother swearing anyone in if the courts tolerate lying, which they do? We see brazen drug dealers, shoplifters, muggers, robbers, assailants, and criminal miscreants running wild. Fewer punished. Rather, the police are the villains in many people's eyes. The president of the United States refuses to enforce immigration law, turns away from his son and brother, using him to amass millions. And Joe Biden spends so much of the public treasury, it's only a matter of time before the U.S. dollar drastically declines. Facing that, millions of Americans simply don't care. How can we trust our fellow citizens who accept corruption and incompetence? How can we have any faith in the justice system or in the declining public education system? These are indeed difficult times. Politicians are not going to save us. We have to save ourselves. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. You can reach me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name in town if you wish to opine. Okay, let's go to the mail. We got Tanya. Bill, you said it's very important that Republicans win the congressional majority. Are they going to do that when the RNC has no money? Tanya, the RNC has a lot of money. And political uh, action committees supporting the Republican Party are loaded. So they'll have a billion dollars they can spend. Charles, uh, you say Governor Abbott must comply with the Supreme Court's decision guarding the southern border. Otherwise, the governor could be jailed. Does this logic apply to President Biden? So I'm glad you wrote. There's a mechanism to punish President Biden, but his party will not cooperate. Uh, Tom Christensen, Sandy, Utah. What a phony Biden is. First day in office, he signed an executive order reversing Trump remain in Mexico policy. Now he wants us to believe he can't do anything about the border without new legislation. Um, why doesn't he sign an executive order? Of course. Any intelligent person knows what this is. It's a giant charade. Um, Lisa Mahorny, Lexington, Kentucky. I heard you say, O'Reilly, if Trump is president, he would broker peace between Russia and Ukraine 
How can that happen when Putin needs to hang for war crimes? Because Putin's never going to hang for war crimes until his own people turn against him. Well, that's it. As long as the Russian people support Putin, not hanging for anything, not going on trial for anything. Michael D. Leonardo, Tom's River, New Jersey. If everything is Iran backed, isn't it time to hit the head of the stake and start World War III? You've got to be careful. Now. You can do it. Read Killing the Killers. Absolutely surgically hurt them. But you go in heavy, World War III. In a moment, something you might not know. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you, and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. 56 years ago today, communist troops launched a massive invasion into South Vietnam. The attack demoralized the American public, who had been told for years that America was winning the war in Southeast Asia. Here is the story behind the Tet Offensive. Tet is the annual celebration of the Lunar New Year. The holiday was previously used for a temporary ceasefire between combatants in Asia. The communists believed a surprise invasion would break the Vietnam stalemate. On the morning of January 30th, 1968, the North Vietnamese Army and their supporters in the South targeted hundreds of cities, towns, and government buildings, including the U.S. Embassy in Saigon. The Viet Cong conducted house-to-house searches, brutalizing civil service, religious leaders, and teachers. They executed so-called counter-revolutionaries and buried their bodies in mass graves. However, in totality, Tet was a failure for the North Vietnamese. More than 50,000 communist troops perished. 7,000 South Vietnam troops died. 216 Americans were killed. Though the mission failed, the invasion was successful as propaganda. Back in the States, public opinion turned against the war. The brutal conflict dragged on for another five years. After a decade of fighting, the death toll was... 2 million civilians, 1 million North Vietnamese military, 250,000 South Vietnamese troops, 60,000 Americans. And here's something else you might not know. After the Tet Offensive, many journalists realized the U.S. would not win the war in Vietnam. One of them was CBS News anchorman Walter Cronkite. He said, quote, We are now mired in a stalemate. The only rational way out will be to negotiate, not as victors, but as an honorable people who did the best they could. Unquote. Back after this. 
Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.